Him? and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime sexy firefighter. And I heard it's getting hot in here. Uh, Ooh, oh, it's Mr. August. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> no one wants this. That was too much. This doesn't work in an audio format. <laughs> Believe me, believe me, with my body, it doesn't work in a visual format. <laughs> so this is the best of both options. <laughs> this is the best you're going to get. No one has to see my body Sexy right now. Sexy <laughs> fireman ASMR role play. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of like rubber of us taking off the boots and be like, oh, hold on. These are, uh, these are actually tricky. Right? Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's, not the, uh, it's not the stripper like costume. It's an actual firefighter actual uniform fire. that actually takes a few minutes to take it all off. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I have 40 pounds of gear. <laughs> this is terrible. Wow. I'm so glad I saved you from this fire. Let's Let's get down. Ooh. <laughs> we're in the, the the hot days of summer everyone's sweating everything's uh gross if you're mm-hmm. in california everything starts to catch on fire mm-hmm. yep. uh yep. and and we're we got a thematic anime to help us fight <laughs> these fires we're watching fire force for once we're topical because it's a newer show mm-hmm. mm. i believe this came out uh july 5th mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw there was only a few episodes out right now, so it's I don't think the season's even done yet. Wow. Yeah, I think six are out as of right now. Our finger is on the anime pulse. Ha-ha! We're on those hot trends. Ha! Ah. Gonna be a lot of hot puns. A lot of fire <laughs> puns. Mm. This is a super new show, so I assume we haven't seen it yet, but d- d- uh, what do y'all know about this show? Not much. I know that... Tate was excited to watch it because he saw that it was on Adult Swim, and he was like, "Oh, a new anime! I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in on the ground floor." <laughs> and then he recorded it, and then it turned out that it was episode three. <laughs> so, oops, <laughs> oops for him. Not that new. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He'll listen to two thirds of this episode to catch up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, like, screenshots and stuff. I heard about it when it first came out, but I never followed it too much or didn't see too much. And then it seems like as more characters are being introduced or so, uh, people are getting more into it. I guess people really like the designs of them. Mm. And with every more inf- every bit of more information I get about the show, I am more and more confused about it. Like, at first <laughs> I was like, oh, it's firefighters. And then, like, I'm just seeing these characters. I'm like, what is this show? Like, this is not a firefighter show. <laughs> so I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I I was the same way. I, going into it, I was like, ooh, firefighters, cool. Because uh, yeah. uh, uh, my dad is a firefighter. Uh, he's currently a fire chief. And oh. uh, my mom's dad was a firefighter. What? Uh, so... I'm I'm the combo breaker in this <laughs> generational in this family. Uh, career. I love finding uh, out hey, about but things you work with anime. about my friends that I didn't know. How exciting. In front of other people on a podcast. People, in front of our audience. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I always hold uh, firefighter media and things uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, and when I saw this came out, I was like, cool, this, is, this sounds fun and then i watched the trailer and it was bonkers bananas and i was so on board (laughs) as is anime tradition so yeah uh we are going to watch the first three episodes so basically half of what is available to (laughs) watch right now as of recording at least Mm. oh we got a call everyone everyone in your turnout gear oh Oh, shit get the coots oh no what about the dog
Ooh, this one's spicy. We got spicy. <laughs> hot takes. Ooh. Hot takes, a lot of spice. Hot feet. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> every time I saw it, I mean, we'll get into it, but the character doesn't wear shoes a lot because they burn off. And every time I just saw him walking around barefoot, I immediately thought of, like, running out to get groceries from my mom's car in the driveway in bare mm. feet. And the asphalt yep. of the driveway is super hot. It's just like, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. And you're running back in. Ooh, yep. I did that last week. I went to a friend's pool party and just destroyed my feet. Yeah, yeah it's just I don't know why, but seeing him barefooted brought back a very visceral memory of that. <laughs> <laughs> just taking two steps and being like, "Well, I'm in it now." Yeah, <laughs> I, I regret everything. I can't feel my feet anymore. Trying to find your dad. Okay, <laughs> this is my life now. Finding your dad's big old clunky sneakers in the garage. I was like, yes. Well, I guess I gotta wear these. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. All right, so episode, episode one. <laughs> Trip down memory lane. Uh, so yeah, uh, we we are in the far future past. I don't know. Question uh, mark? We are reality? Solar year uh, 198. Uh, this is Tokyo. Uh. Uh, we, yeah, we... <laughs> I love the aesthetic just off the bat because we got sort of that Legend of Korra, like... That's uh, immediately what I thought. Uh, like, future past-ish, yeah. like, industrial aesthetic, which I love. Uh, it kind of it feels like the past, but if it went into a different direction for the future of, like, the main energy source isn't coal or That's steampunk, fuels, baby! Something else. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, we... <laughs> Uh, it dips into the backstory a little bit later on in a different episode, but this is sort of like a post-global warming world where uh, the rising sea levels ate up a whole bunch of land, so hmm. uh, Tokyo is like all of Japan that's left. Too real. I don't like yep. it. <laughs> too real. Uh, it's too close to home. Anyway, so uh, uh, we see... A, a man just riding on the train, have a a, pl- a pleasant time, uh, and uh, he spontaneously combusts, as you normally get on public transportation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mondays, am I right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I gotta get to the water cooler at work quick. <laughs> oh, put me out. Uh, <laughs> so uh this uh train catches on fire it pulls into the station everyone's running around screaming and we see we see a boy uh he he tries to step in uh this uh uh big uh, fireman or the man <laughs> who is on fire i cannot say fireman uh i will fire demon. Ref- uh yeah they are referred to as infernals uh, mm-hmm. So I'll start saying that uh, this boy is about to kick this infernal's ass, uh, <laughs> but a team of uh, firefighters arrive, and I mean that literally because they are there to kick ass. <laughs> you can put out the fire with your fist by punching it. To I'm death. gonna punch the fire in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we we get a little fight scene. Uh, this fire force uh, has like water cannons. There's a nun firefighter saying <laughs> prayers, of course. Sure. Why, yeah, as you do. Why? Uh, <laughs> right off the bat, we get a, a Naruto run. <laughs> so as that's that's there. Uh, and then they win. They stab into the heart of this infernal and kill it. Uh, so as everyone's celebrating, a light falls from the. Uh, ceiling of this train station and this boy uh jumps in ignites his feet he has basically rocket boots mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he can fire bend just in making rocket boots for himself my feet uh, are the fire benders <laughs> it's weird it's only my feet uh, and he pushes the nun out of the way <laughs> only the feet yes i my hands are too precious <laughs> uh so yeah, uh, he pushes the nun out of the way, the falling light misses, and uh, introducing the new member of the Fire Force. Uh, this is Shinra. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on his way to join up with the team, and what a coincidence. The uh, team met up with him. So, mm-hmm. 
Uh, so he, uh, we get the opening credits, which are baller. Yeah. Uh, it's a good tune. It's a good ditty. Yeah. It's very fun. much uh, felt to me like Unravel from Tokyo Ghoul. I liked the music a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think the ending song is just an extended cut of the opening song, I believe. Oh. Oh, really? Or, I don't know. They sound the same. I don't know if they're exactly <laughs> the same, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, we uh, come back and he's arrived at the headquarters, uh, Special Fire Cathedral 8, because this is uh, like House 8, uh, uh, and we're introduced to the team, uh, we're introduced to uh, Captain Akitaro Obi, uh, the second in command, our Ida character. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, Takehisa Hinoa, uh, but Ida is fine. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Ida's simpler. So yeah, uh, he meets up with the captain, and he's like, oh, the, you got you got some, some devilish smiles there, eh, got boy? Some choppers. Uh, yeah, because uh, Shinra has some spiky uh, soul from Soul Eater teeth. Mm-hmm. And, I- uh... There's uh, an instance in the next episode where you see a skull, and I was like, wait a minute, I've seen that skull before. And sure enough, it's the same creator as Soul Eater. Yeah. So that's why I they look so similar. That. Oh, dang. Yeah. The style is very <laughs> he has a type. Soul Eatery. Yeah. He's Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> ah. My fan fiction. Uh, Their child. Oh. <laughs> uh. All in one anime. I mean, it was anime to begin with. We don't need to yeah. argue about that. Um, but yeah, uh, basically he reflexively, when he's tense, uh, he just smiles and he can't stop it. Uh, so he's grinning like all the time. Uh, I like that they had to explain why they wanted the uh, evil grin main <laughs> character rather than just having an evil grin main character. Yeah. yeah, that definitely seemed like it was like a style choice first, and they're like, "All right, what's some weird excuse we can make for why he's doing this all the time?" Mm-hmm. Like it, it comes up narratively as well. But uh, they're like, "Yeah, we want him to have shark teeth and just show him off <laughs> all the time." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, basically, uh, we're introduced to the team. Uh, he joined because he wanted to be a hero because he has the reputation he's called uh, Devil Feet because of his uh, fire walking stuff. Uh, We're introduced to the uh, uh, women in the firehouse, of course, naked in the shower. Of course. Fantastic. Where else would we meet them? They're talking about how Shinra swooped in and saved her, and uh, this is Maki and... I forget the nun's name. They I just don't know the nun's as name. Sister, most of the time. Iris. Okay. I thought I was I'm crazy. Look it up. Excuse Iris. my very loud keyboard. Yeah. They say it once. I think they say it once. Yeah. When they're suiting up, you get like a little snippet of everyone's like name, information, powers, and all that. And I think that's the only time you see her name. Gotcha. Because uh, I just yeah, kept they, calling they her call nun her sister, girl. so I'll call her. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> We're simple folk. <laughs> uh, so yeah, of course they're talking about. Oh, is he the one? Are we in love? Because we're swept girls. You off your feet. Because <laughs> we're girls. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, the whole gang gets together. Maki's uh, Maki, who's the taller, buffered uh, female firefighter, uh, is being all romantic and flirty with Shinra. Because she's, like, the hopeless romantic one. And uh, they start their meeting, and they're, we basically get our info dump of uh, there's these uh, cases of spontaneous combustion where people are turning into basically fire demons where they will just wreak havoc until they burn out. Uh, so the fire force was created to uh, kill them, which is uh, needed but or which is done by destroying the heart of the infernal, uh, and they're also looking for a solution to stop it and why this is happening. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically our info dump. Uh, later on, uh, Shinra's in bed and he has several flashbacks throughout the episode, no. but uh, just for 
clarity and context in describing it. I'll just sum it all up now, but this is sprinkled Perfect. in the rest of the episode. Uh, so Shinrob is a cute little boy, and he's there with his mom and his baby brother. Uh, he's talking about how he wants to be a hero. Uh, there is a fire at his house, uh, which is, uh, he sees an infernal that is not his mom, so he knows there was, like, foul play involved. Uh, his, uh, everyone believes he started the fire because he has, uh, fire feet, so Mm -hmm. naturally he's the first, uh, suspect. And his, like, grandma doesn't want to take him in because he'll burn her house down. And look at that devilish smile. He feels no remorse, even though he's just stressed out. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, basically, he's he's on a quest to uh, redeem himself, uh, make his name synonymous with heroics and not killing his family. <laughs> yeah, because he's devil. a good boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He oh, doesn't look uh, it. He's a third. He's a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's a third-generation pyrokinetic, so it seems like they get stronger with each generation. So that's why they're kind of like, oh, he's a third, third-gen. Like, you can't trust him. They can just mm-hmm. make fire appear out of nowhere. Yeah, basically, third-gen, you can control stuff at will. Uh, Second-gen, uh, you can, like, manipulate it, but not at will. I guess it's sort of just case-by-case case or something. But The fire yeah, yeah, this is for the second-gen people, the fire needs to be there already. They can't, like, make the fire. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, they can control it, but not conjure it. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, uh, those are the flashbacks and his motivation going into it. And now uh, we get his first uh, fire on the job. Uh, There's a factory that's burning down. The, like, owner's uh, or the factory manager's wife combusted and is burning stuff down. So everyone gets into the engine. They nickname the Matchbox because fire. Do you, uh, remember that uh, they work with fire? Yeah. I feel like that's an inappropriate name for a firefighting force. Of like, it's the Matchbox. You know, <laughs> things that start fires. It's like, hmm. <laughs> That'd be like calling an ambulance like the Deathmobile. It's like, hey, maybe don't <laughs> call it that. But we're here to stop death. Remember? Yeah, I understand yeah, your logic, but don't. no one else will. <laughs> but don't. <laughs> Satan's coffin. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, they get to the fire. The manager's like, please just put her out of her misery. Make it quick and painless and all that. Uh, They get inside. uh, uh, Shinra's having more flashbacks, and he's starting to break down because it all is reminding him of the fire that killed his mom and sister, brother. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... Uh, Captain Obi is like, hey, uh, pull it together. It's literally your first fire. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> wimp out immediately. This is uh, your job. Get used to it. So yeah, uh, they find the Infernal, they hunt it down, and they kill it. Uh, they use their fire axes, w- way more uh, <laughs> literal war axes. <laughs> uh, they just use machine guns. Yeah, Ida's got just a straight up gun. I thought that was weird. <laughs> I mean, if uh, I assume it's a proven method, just... I, I I suppose it's just weird. Like we're gonna go fight this fire. Give me my gun <laughs> <laughs> this time. It's, it's personal. <laughs> this fire killed my uh, dad. <laughs> I mean, it, it burned down it my did. favorite gelato shop. <laughs> <laughs> now I have no cold summertime treats. Oh, <laughs> uh, you have no cold summer period. Global warming. Anyway. <sighs> uh, so yeah, uh they uh Shinra finally snaps out of it. He he jumps around with his uh, uh fire pogo stick feet and <laughs> hot feet. And and kicks a hole in the heart of this monster. <laughs> uh and uh they manage to put out the fire. And then the husband, uh, the manager, thanks him profusely for uh, giving, like, a, a dignified death, I guess. Uh, and all the crowded people there to watch the fire are cheering, and he gets his first taste of being a hero. Yeah. And Good that's job, where we Shira. end up with episode one. Yeah. Oh, and then we get uh, we get the ending, and it's like, 
a montage of like the nun's backstory. Oh yeah, and yeah. This was I don't odd. know why. Uh, yeah, I only it's watched it. The always one time. just the nun's backstory. Yeah. yeah, I thought this would have been really cool if it was like everyone's backstory for every episode. Like it was a different one. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. how you conveyed the backstory. I'm like, oh, that's a neat way of doing it. And when I watched the other episodes. I was like, oh, it's it's always the nun. Cool. Maybe they just don't Maybe address like, it in as the show. Seasons go on. Maybe. Yeah. So if it's like, like the here's first... hers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we cover everyone else. She's not as important. <laughs> so. We don't She's even really say her name at all. She's a nun. <laughs> She's sister. She's there uh, to be hot, as evidenced by in the end credits, she dumps water all over herself and wet t-shirts. So, yeah. Yeah. We got, Ooh. like, I won't jump ahead too much, but I feel like the women in this are just, like, filling the fetish roles. So, like, here's this one, here's that one, here's this one. And it's like, okay. Cool. We got thanks. a nun. We got a witch. We got a cat girl. Got a cat girl. What else? I will <laughs> say, though. Maki is mm. the best girl. She is my new waifu. I love her. <laughs> All right. So it All right. worked. It worked. Let's explore her some more. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> um, so in episode two, we start off kind of like how uh, later, not later episodes of Soul Eater, but some episodes of Soul Eater start off with like death talking about what the world is like. And that's kind mm. of how episode two starts of just like a little like, Fire Force people do this, and this is why. People are uh, afraid of burning to death. I was like, yeah, my dude. Yeah, wow. Yes. <laughs> I assume this was a concept before Infernals happened. <laughs> you still had fires. But still what were the chances that? that you would burn alive before this, you know? I mean, for us, pretty good. Sure, you yeah, accidentally microwave a fork, but uh, <laughs> at least uh, you don't have to worry about someone... Punching your heart out (laughs) spontaneously combusted. Suppose so. Uh, So we're outside of their base, which is like a repurposed church. And a blonde cocky boy shows up and he's like, ah, so this is my castle, eh? Uh Uh-huh. We got a surprising amount of Jesus and Catholicism in this anime podcast. Sorry. Like this episode or just in general? Just this podcast in, in general. general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some heavy uh, uh, religious themes in the show, but yeah, we do touch uh, on it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, I think that we get the opening. Yeah. Eh. It's yeah. a blur. Um. I don't know why I had so yeah. much trouble focusing and taking notes on this episode. It's It doesn't seem like a lot happened, but I was just like all over the place. Um. But so, uh, the captain is telling Shinra about this thing called, like, the Rookie Games, where all of the new recruits from the different fire forces come, and they, like, compete and show off their moves. Um, and he says that, oh yeah, you and the new recruit, who we assume is the blonde boy, uh, will be representing Hmm. us, and I will also be there cheering you on. And I thought it was very funny, because while they were having this conversation... The captain was, like, lifting weights and, like, pulled back from him. And then when it got back to him, he had a weight on his head. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, we yeah see. he is, like, always working out every time he's in the station. Yeah. Yeah. We see, um, while they're suiting up, it shows all their powers. And everyone's a pyrokinetic, except for the captain and the nun. So he's, like, working out constantly because yeah. he doesn't have powers. Yeah. Um... So then uh, we're shown uh, Shinra walking the halls of the base and recalling his tragic past. Uh, <sighs> and he's, he's worried that <laughs> he's worried that uh, the other Fire Force people will have heard of him because, I mean, people have heard of him. So he's worried that they'll judge him before they even get to know him. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I burned my, my family to death. Have you not heard of me? <laughs> Um, and then the blonde boy greets Shinra by saying, hey, devil. And then he's like, oh, what are you doing here, you dang knight? He says, I'm going to slay a devil. What are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) I work here. What are you doing here? (laughs) 
Uh, so they know each other. That's what you are. <laughs> That's what you are. Um, so yeah, they know each other. Woo. They have a past. Who'd have guessed? Rivalry. Gotta have it. Um, and then Maki and Iris, now that I know her name, mm-hmm. are uh, up mm-hmm. on the roof hanging out. And Maki makes a little calcifer-looking little fire friend. She calls him Sputter. Yeah. Um, just a just a little bud. Um, and the and Iris is Gotta like have impressed. Gotta uh, animal like, mascot check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Iris is impressed. She's like, "Oh, how cute! Wow!" Um, and then that's when Maki explains that second generation pyrokinetics have to have a source of the fire. And uh, third generations can make it themselves. Um, and then the uh, Iris has like a weird vision of like fire flowers, and she like reaches up toward them. Uh, but Maki like snaps her out of it before she touches Sputter, so she doesn't burn herself. Thank goodness. <laughs> he's cute, but he's still made of um, fire. Don't touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then. As I wrote in my notes, Shinra and Blonde bust onto the roof. Because we don't know his name yet. Um, it's called a knight. And, uh, yeah. And the blonde boy says, oh, I'm here to show you the difference between our powers. And uh, Maki is like, who are you? And he's like, my name's Arthur. <laughs> Hello. And he is also a third generation pyrokinetic. Um... And he, uh, his whole thing, his whole gimmick is being a knight and a king because his name's Arthur. Um, get so it? Calls, Do you get it? Get it? Huh, get it? I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and, uh, he calls Maki and Iris princesses and Maki's like, oh my god. Oh my god. Me, a princess? <laughs> um, and then, uh, she's like, well, how do you guys know each other? And, uh, they know each other from... The Academy. But they don't get along. Uh, I loved... Shinra says that Arthur uh, tries to seem like he's like the silent stoic type. And he's like really cool. When in reality, he's just an idiot. So he doesn't know what to say. And I <laughs> love that. That's my favorite kind but then of he character. Says, but then he says he's still popul- more popular than Shinra. So I was like, well, it works. Like... If he doesn't know what to say, it still yeah. works. Yeah. And then Iris is like, don't worry, Shinra, you're cool too. <laughs> See that? The nun says I'm cool. <laughs> My mom uh, thinks I'm neat. And then the lieutenant. <laughs> and then, um, Ida. It hadn't even crossed my mind when I was watching it that he was the Ida character for some reason. He's got glasses. Um, he has um, glasses. That's all that's well, required. Well, he's also like... I guess so. He's got the personality. <laughs> he's, um, yeah, I'll say this. He's definitely got uh, a different personality than like the traditional like glasses nerd character. But yeah, I just wrote you because he? we didn't know his name for a while. He doesn't. I feel he does like he doesn't. Oh, I thought you said he does. Um, no, he's much meaner. Uh, I guess that's true. Um, but yeah, so he gets there and Maki kind of fills him in on what's going on. Um and Sputter goes up to him, and he pours his coffee on it, and he's like, fire soldiers don't play with fire. And it's like, that's a good point. Good it's a good idea. point. It's still mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's, I, he doesn't seem to like Maki very much at all. <laughs> I would disagree with that, because we get um, a shot in the first really? episode where Maki goes up to Shinra. It's like, oh yeah, I made your pants shorter so you don't burn them off. And we get a nice old titty shot from above. And Shinra gets all flustered, and then um, Ida, like, comes up to him and, like, kind of pulls him away and, like, pulls him back. Or throws his clipboard, I think, into the wall or something. And he kind of just does something, like, very intense to kind of, like, break the tension. And it seems like he's well, very doesn't... protective of Mike. Uh, I, I, th- I think he doesn't like her. <laughs> he's mean to her. He's, like, meaner to her than anybody else. Yeah, I think it's just that, like, tropey nonsense of, like, he doesn't know how to show his feelings, so it comes off as, like, aggressive. I don't know. We don't see a lot of them in these three episodes, so no. it's, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Arthur greets the lieutenant, like, super casually. Um, Yo. And they're like, don't talk to the lieutenant like that. But he's kind of like, whatever. He's just like, oh, okay. 
if you want to pretend we're equals, that's fine. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then uh, he's talking about the rookie games, and he tells Maki to train Shinra and Arthur. So let some training commence. Maki tells Shinra to fight her, and um, Iris is like, oh no, but... But what if she can't hold her own because he can make fire and she can't? And the lieutenant is like, she used to be a soldier. She knows how to destroy men. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> God, I bet she does. <laughs> um, so they're fighting. I didn't write down the details of the fight because it's a fight. And yeah. she's doing yeah. great. She She's really holding her own. And she can like turn off his powers, which is pretty cool. She, like, turns them off, and he falls through the sky, and then she turns them back on right before he's about to hit the ground, so he doesn't die. Um, and, uh, the lieutenant mentions that being a third generation makes Shinra a little too confident, a little too cocky. Uh, and now it's Arthur's turn to fight her. Yeah. And he pulls out his sword, which is called Excalibur! <laughs> do you get it because it's like it's like the thing do you get it um it's a reference uh-huh. to an old book i don't think you'd understand um actually it's I... an old mythos uh it's not technically uh <laughs> i'm leaving <laughs> that's um... for the best <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anything no about one the should be the around round table, us you pleb <laughs> Um, so, um, he gets out Excalibur, and it's, like, made of plasma instead of fire, so Maki, they mention that she has more trouble controlling it, um, mm-hmm. and so he goes to, like, lunge at her, and then he's like, oh, but a knight can't harm a princess, um, and then I loved this, this was great, Maki forces him to the ground, and she says, you've, f- I can speak. <laughs> she says, you've forgotten your manners. A knight kneels before a princess, and then she knees him in the face. <laughs> Takes no shit. It is amazing. Um, and he calls her an ogre, which is, of course, once a girl is aggressive with you, she's disgusting. She was a princess before, she's no longer the princess. but now she's aggressive and mean. So she's not a princess anymore. Now she's a bitch. Um, Princesses can't be mad. strong. Uh uh-uh. uh. She gets mad, and rightfully so. And then Shinra, like, gets up on top of the building, and he's like, Why do you look so mad? And then that just makes her more mad. So then she, um, takes control of their flames, even though they said that her taking control of his plasma blade was hard. That kind of confused me. Where I was like, Why? They just said that she can't. But now she's got she's anger so to power it. She's got. Power's tied to emotion. I suppose so. Yeah. Um, and then they, they both give up because they can't control their flames anymore. Um, and she kind of balls, balls all of their flames up into a big, big fire creature. And then the lieutenant takes a fire hose to it, which makes her sad. But also, oh. big fire in hot environment. Maybe get rid of it. <laughs> For but it had the a, best. It had a big smiley face. It was a friend. Ah. Giant mushroom. Maybe it's friendly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and then it's uh, it's ramen time. Uh, Shinra and Arthur are eating ramen with the captain, and they're even competitive while they eat. They're slurping up ramen, and the captain's like, hey, chew it before you swallow. And then they're, like, chewing really hard to try and beat each other. <laughs> um, I could chew more times than then- you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they're walking back, and Shinra thinks to himself that the captain seems so nice and he wonders like what could make him angry um Mm. and then we jump to like some training where shinra is training with like an axe gun that i hated i just thought it was so yeah (laughs) remember the power rangers the black ranger had an axe gun (laughs) there's something about it that i just hate it's just an axe head on a gun like, it's not creative <laughs> at all. <laughs> we wanted this to, A, be a gun, and B, B look cool. Oh, I thought you were going to say B, <laughs> axe. Axe head. 
<laughs> Damn, that would have been better. <laughs> Dang it. Let's take it back. Just kidding. <laughs> Cut um, this out. Edit out uh, this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this one's canceled. The whole show. It, we're done. Yep. Um, so um, Arthur is like, I don't need one of those. I have my weapon. And then the captain's like, yeah, you don't. You're good. And then he says something about wishing they had an engineer because uh, the lieutenant is the one that keeps track of all the weapons and such. So he wishes that like he could take some of that pressure off of the lieutenant. And the lieutenant's like, no, nah, I like it, actually. I'm good. Um, and then it's fire time. Please don't take away the only thing I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's my identity. Uh. And then the alarm goes off, so it's it's time to go fight some more fires. Woo! Uh, and they kind of, um, yeah, they get briefed on the situation on the way there. Uh, it's just in a house. Um, and I think this is when the captain tells Shinra, and he gives Shinra the, the axe gun, and uh, he tells Shinra and Arthur not to draw their weapons until they're inside. Um... And they get to the house, and there's, like, not really a fire. Like, it's just chill. The Infernal is just inside. So they have to go take care of it. Um, and there's a girl outside who is very upset uh, because the Infernal inside is her dad and her mom turned into an Infernal before. So she not only is, like, upset about her parents being dead, but also, I don't know if becoming an Infernal is, like, genetic but she's like, oh, this is going to happen to me, too. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I don't, they don't know so, the origin of, like, Infernals, but it's a pretty good odd. Yeah. Um, so they're getting ready to go inside, and then Shinra and Arthur pull their weapons out, which is exactly what the captain <sighs> just told them not to do. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> he literally God, just said that in the car on the way here. <laughs> five minutes. Um, and so he, like, pulls them aside, and he's like, I just told you the fuck guys. not to do this. <laughs> what the hell? And then he kind of explains why he doesn't want them to do that. It's because Infernals are humans. He reminds them that they are essentially murderers. So, <laughs> showing off their weapons in public, especially to the daughter of the Infernal that's inside, can be very upsetting. Like... They know what they're about to do, but it's different to see how they're going to do it, you know? Don't yeah, worry, man. You don't want to remind her that uh, we're yeah, about to kill no. your dad. Yeah. Don't worry, yeah. man. We got this. We're going to go murder your father. You're going to be an orphan now. See you in a bit. Hey, at least <laughs> you have the mystery of was he killed with the gun or the axe? <laughs> you never know. Uh, or the sword. Um, <laughs> either way, not great options. Good luck. <laughs> either way, definitely dead. You're no longer having parents. You have no parents. Zero parents. You're 0 for 2. Zero parents. Congrats, um, you're an anime character now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's like a, there's a small crowd that gathered outside of the house, and there is a creepy guy with a bandana that has like a little jar of black ash, and he, uh... He, like, does something with it that we don't really see that causes some fire to erupt from the house in the shape of a smile. And it's, like, smirking at the captain and Shinra and Arthur. Ha <laughs> um, ha. It's teasing them. It's taunting us. We have to go in. Sneering. Uh, so they go inside. And the Infernal is just sitting there waiting for <laughs> Hello. tea. And it is at this point that this gets sad. Because, uh, yeah, the captain sees a picture of the family, and uh, in order to feel a little better about the situation, he, like, turns it down so he can't see it anymore. And um, uh, Arthur is like, all right, I'll do it. And Sheen was like, well, he hasn't done anything yet. Like, he's just sitting there. He hasn't hurt anybody. And... Uh, Arthur says, yeah, but he's literally being consumed by flames, so we should probably put him out of his misery. So it's just, uh, Iris starts doing the prayer, and it's just very sad, because it's just a man who, um, mm -hmm. combusted, spontaneously combusted, and he, he wasn't hurting anybody, but they gotta get rid of it. 
Yeah, it's uh, not a fight. It's so they do like the thing. He, he's yeah. Um, he he stabs him with the sword, and they all say their amen word, lotum something like that. Um, and then uh, they're about to leave, and then the house starts coming down with that black ash. Oh no! So they're rushing to get out, but the captain stays behind to grab that picture, and then some debris falls on him, and he's like, "What the heck? What's happening?" Oh dang! Uh, but he gets out Beans. okay. Ah nut. Oh nut. Why did I say that? Oh <laughs> <laughs> nut. Oh debris gets Beans, me so horny. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Beans is if something um, bad happens. Nut is if something good happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I shouldn't have drawn attention to myself. <laughs> Uh, and then we're shown. How dare you give us the episode title? <laughs> Damn it! I do that a lot. Um, so uh, then there's some smoke, and the smoke spells out Joker, and the creepy guy is off in a corner smirking to himself, and he's like, hey, "I did this." Um, <laughs> it was I, then- evil man. <laughs> Ooh-hoo-hoo! Uh, and then the daughter is shown again, and she's very upset, um, because she's still dwelling on the fact that this is probably gonna happen to her one day as well. Um, and the captain goes up to her and gives her the photo that he took, and he's like, hey, your parents were really brave, and they loved you very much, and I am sorry this happened to you. And then she cries a lot, which is fair, uh... And then the captain talks to Shinra about being there for the family members because it's very important to to make them feel better. Uh, And then it's nighttime and Arthur and Shinra are in their bunks and Arthur says something cryptic. I don't remember what it was. And then they have like some friendly banter. They talk about like how neither of them can sleep. Um, And then Shinra thinks, oh, we gotta stop this spontaneous human combustion thing. And fast. Stat. We gotta. <laughs> yeah, my dude. Then, They've been uh, working at it for a while. Yeah, but now we have an then, anime that's, protagonist. Uh, that's episode two. Yeah. And then uh, we go right into episode three. And it opens with that ash vial again that the guy had in the last episode. And it's the scientist kind of guy that looks like the main character from Catherine. That video game. And I'm assuming he's just a oh, shitty. Yeah. That character is also shitty. And uh, he's holding it, talking about, like, the state of the world and how everything has changed. And, like, countries have changed and, like, the landlines have been divided and stuff because of the rising water and because of the fires. And basically just saying how, like, the Japanese empire that currently exists that they're living in is, like, one of the strongholds on the planet because of um, this company. I forget his name. I wrote it down further down. Uh, Himada? Hajima? Something like that. Hajima. Uh, Hajima. Walmart. Like, oh, Walmart. Got it. Japanese Walmart mm-hmm. uh, created this like fuel source, I think he was saying, and like that's kind of what kept them safe and like advanced their technology to fight these infernals and all this fire and stuff, and just kind of more of a lore dump about the world. And then the camera zooms out on him, and we see uh, the Johnny Depp character from last episode uh, talking <laughs> about how he used that ash stuff and saying like, "Oh yeah, the stuff you made is great, Doc. Like, yeah, I'll be sure to use it again next time." The scientist's like, "Oh yeah, I used it." I gave it to you especially for the Fire Force Company 8 because I've been looking into them. You know, do you know the captain had his medal stripped away twice because he defied orders? But the order was to do something and he was saving human lives instead. So he's like, oh. What a nasty man. Cat- Terrible. Yeah, Awful. Like, Evil. Yeah, so the Johnny Depp's like, I guess he's still kind of a good guy even though he defied orders. So it's kind of the, he's, he's defying the establishment. He's going against yeah. the, the hierarchy. Stick it to the man. Yeah, eat the rich. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. that's our catchphrase at this point. We say it so much. Guillotine. <laughs> Guillotine. Uh, <laughs> Be gay, do crime. <laughs> oh, God. I sent Dana a picture fucking way back, and it was just this like really bad shirt of Spider-Man in space, and it just says, like, Be gay, do crime, kill your heroes. I'm just like, Every day, I'm like, I, I want that shirt more. I need like, that's a good shirt. Uh, 
So, uh, yeah, so Johnny Depp's looking at uh, Shinra's file as it cuts to the opening in a place opening uh, sequence. And then we cut back to Shinra in front of the building shouting like, The Rookie Games! I'm here to prove myself! Or just some exaggerated statement of bullshit. And uh, we see a girl stand up next to him. And she's got pigtails. She's wearing a bikini top. And she's presumably the character from the opening. So I'm assuming she's going to join his fire force at some point. And she yells, I'm Tamaki Katutsu. Oh boy. Katusu? Her name's Tamaki. It's fine. Tamaki. Uh, <laughs> and I'm here to kick butt. So it's kind of like, ah, she's the up and start, like, go-getter. She's that high-energy one. And ready to, like, take action and kick butt. Uh, And we also see a little info screen grab of, like, she's also a third-generation pyrokinetic. So she's on level with uh, Arthur and Shinra. And Shinra immediately stares at her tits, because you gotta. And uh, Maki introduces introduces, uh, the Fire Force mascots to him. Uh, She's, like, all kind of, like, blushing, like, oh, look at them, they're adorable. You got, like, the doll, you got the cat, you got the little old man. Shinra's like, oh, why is there, like, a little old man? Like, uh, people thought it was weird that we just had animals as mascots, so we wanted to try and show, like, a human face for it, but he's also kind of dog-looking. Uh, he's still kind of <laughs> cute. <laughs> and so she's kind of, like, gushing over them a little bit. And we see uh, the scientist Catherine guy sitting in the background in the crowd watching the rookie games. Hmm. Mm. Not suspicious and at all. No. I'm just here to watch a friendly competition. I'm here to Excuse watch me, sir, the children fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping someone dies. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so Shinra's walking around and he sees uh, another person from the fire company one, which is the fire company that saved him when he was a kid after his house burnt down and his family died. So he's like, oh, maybe that guy knows like he, I don't know if he recognizes just the patch or if he recognizes the person himself as being the guy who saved him. Um, Both. I but think. He, oh, he recognizes him because him. Uh, he is very distinct looking, has white hair and like an eye patch with an like eye patch. Uh, too many straps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So he recognizes the captain of that the fireboard and he's like, ah, oh, he's the one that saved me when I was a kid. And he goes running up to him. He's like, excuse me, sir. Can I talk to you? I got a few questions for you. And uh, the captain what just blows him off. What character just possessed your body? I have never Don't heard worry. you speak it is that. Shinra! Hello, I'm Shinra. Fire spreads out of my feet and I murder families. Uh, <laughs> so he runs up to the captain. And he's like, excuse me, I got questions. The captain's like, eh, I'm busy. Don't, I, I, you know, that fire happened 12 years ago. Fuck if I remember. Like, and the rookie games are about to start, so I don't have time for it. Do you remember that one Man, fire so he... that happened 12 years ago, sir? What? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he like goes walking off, and uh, Shinra goes running after him. But then while he's running after him, Tamaki pops out and cuts him off, saying, like, Hey, you leave my captain alone. And Shinra just grabs her tip, because you gotta. It's anime. I don't, I don't get it. And then... I, How I had else to... do you interact? <laughs> I had to look this up. Um, so he grabs her boob, like, underneath the top, like, full skin, and then she goes to okay. slap him, and he steps away, and then as he steps away, she kind of, like, trips and falls into his arms, and when she falls into his arm, his hands just go into her pants and, like, grabs her ass, and it's just like, uh-huh. what the fuck is happening? And we I... see her fall down, and she's kind of crying a little bit and screams, like, damn it, like, why does my, l- quote, lucky lecher lore act up at moments like this. And I looked it up, and apparently it's just, like, a character trait of hers of just, she's real clumsy and has bad luck. And that just happens to put her in compromising positions where she's either naked or someone's fondling her all the time. It's like, oh. That's not how... So it wasn't it wasn't Sheena grabbing her at any of those times. It's just that she happened to position herself where I guess her bikini top came up a little bit and his hand slid in at that exact moment. Like that's what that's that's what it seems like they're trying to say by saying like Shinra's not a pervert, but it just happened to be this way. And it's like that's Oh, it's not malicious. It's not malicious at all. It's accidental. I I accidentally groped you in front of everyone you work with. But like it's not like it's underneath the clothes too. Shinra touching her titty and ass. 
Because that's my problem. <laughs> I feel like Shinra's a good boy. This is the animator's mm-hmm. fault. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> seems like. It this. seems like it seems like they just gave her this weird curse where she's just like naked all the time, or someone just groping her all the time. It's like, oops, what a weird characteristic. It's like you're literally just fan service incarnate. Like you were just the personification <laughs> of fan service. You don't serve other purposes. So it's like, wow, what a choice. Like, wow. Okay. And uh, so after that weird confrontation, uh, I guess Shinra ditches her and he goes running after the captain again. And uh, he's seen, uh, yeah, this is where he says, like, oh, I've seen so many fires. Like, the games are about to begin. Like, leave me alone, kid. Uh, And then it just cuts to, we see all the rookies lined up in front of the building. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's a mock fire. You have to go in, save the rescuers, and kill the Infernal. But the Infernal is just uh, Kevin dressed up. Hey, Kevin. He's like, hey, guys. So it's just like a guy in a dumpy, like, burlap sack. I love he was just waving. I love Yeah. They're like, he's not real. Don't, like, hurt him. He's just, like, he's just kind of an idiot. Um, And then we see all the rookies lined up. And it's easy to point out which rookies are going to be important for the story. Because everyone's a fucking giant. Except for Arthur, Shinra, Tamaki, and, like, one other character. So it's just kind of like, oh, weird. Like, they just have children against these, like, full-ass adults in this competition. And then uh, we see them all run in, and Shinra, like, holds back a bit. And they're like, oh, wonder why he's, like, taking it slow. And he's like, ha-ha, suckers, and just, like, flies up like Astro Boy into the top, like, second or third floor. And they're just like, what the fuck? That's cheating. And it's just like, I, I mean, no, but yes. Kind I of? can do this in a real fire. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if these, like, abilities they can do are just unique to every person or if, like, anyone could learn how to do this. It's not sure. Or it's not clear. Um, so Shinra just flies up and he's walking around and he's like, hello, any survivors here? I got a rescue. Like you really put in the effort even during the practice. It's cool to see your enthusiasm, Shinra. And <laughs> as he's walking, he, he sees, uh, turns a corner and he sees Johnny Depp. He knocked out two of the, uh, survivors that are inside that he's supposed to rescue. And he's standing there and he's smoking a cigarette and the smoke's going up and forming the symbols on cards like diamond, club, spade, heart. It's like, oh, Okay. You're that character. I get it. <laughs> and he says, like, oh, he wants to talk to Shinra about that fire way back when that killed his family. Shinra's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? What do you know about me? What do you know about my history? What do you know about my family? And uh, Shinra, and, but he tells him to, uh, Shinra also tells him to, like, stay away from the firefighters. He's like, I want to know more about what you know about me, but also don't kill people. Like, don't. Stop it. And... Uh, Giant Depp's like, oh, if you're so worried about these firefighters, maybe I'll just get rid of them. That way you can focus on our conversation. It's like, sure, that's super logical. Why wouldn't you do that? So Shinra flies in, uh, fights them off, and is able to push them away from the firefighters, and they're kind of able to uh, rotate around the room. And then uh, Giant Depp pulls out the vial of ash and shakes it around. And he's like, well, maybe I'll try out some of these and just throw some ash in front of Shinra. And then they just just start exploding like... (laughs) <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, it's basically explosive pocket sand. It just starts going off and just it goes off in these big explosions. And uh, the fight continues a little bit, but with the ash, he's able to keep Shinra at a distance, like, instead of, you know, flying at him with his jet feet. So we get uh, more, like, Chinese Depp kind of, like, encroaches, like, upon him, and it's kind of like, I got you now. And we just get, like, super detailed shots of him and Shinra. Just, like, a lot of detail put into these still shots. And uh, Shinra's smiling because he gets nervous and he smiles. And Giant Depp's like, he's like, oh, I'm about to kill you. But uh, you're smiling at a time like this? And that earns him some brownie points, I guess, for some fucking reason. (laughs) And uh, Giant Depp's like, You're fucking crazy, kid. I like you. Pretty (laughs) much. And he's like, because I like you, I'm going to give you a hint about your backstory. And uh, when you begin, like, your origin story for how you became a fucking hero and uh, he says, uh, Shinro's one-year-old little brother, still alive. You kidding? Your little baby bro's not dead. What? What a twist. And, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe being a private kinetics genetics, so maybe he did survive. And uh, Giant Depp suggests that someone's hiding something from you. Someone within your fire organization knows more about that fire. And Shinro immediately thinks of the captain from the first divi- uh, first company. With the eye patch, 
and he kind of gets like flustered and emotional. And he's like, "What are you talking about? What do you What do you mean they know? What What's going on in my backstory? What do you mean my brother's alive?" And just starts like really gets uh, immersed in the questions and wants to know more. And Giant Depp's like, "Oh, I'm glad you're curious now. Now I have your attention." He's like, "I'm happy though, because you show promise, Shinra. You show promise, kid." And uh, he says, "If you want to know more, you got to choose a side: a hero or a devil." You think you could join my team being a full-on devil? And I'll let you know more about what I know. And Shinra just starts flying at him, trying to attack him, saying, like, basically saying, like, nah, fuck that, I'm a hero through and through. Like, I'll never join your side. And just starts yeah. to fight him. And he says, flying kicks are a mark of a true hero? Which was weird to me. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I'm thinking that's just, like, an old Sentai works, like, thing, where, the, like, the Power Ranger characters would fly in with a kick. Like, that's... I don't know. Yeah, I don't probably. know why else you would say that. Uh, and then we cut to Arthur, who's cutting his way through the building. Instead of, like, running around the hallways, he's literally just cutting through it all with uh, the plasma sword. And as he's running around, he hears something from above. And he's like, oh, what's that? And there's an explosion. And the cat girl falls on him. Because, of course. And um, she's on top of him. And he's like, hey, I'm not a pincushion. She's like, oh, what are you doing? She's, like, embarrassed again. Because it's she's so clumsy, and these things just keep happening oh to her. Oh my <laughs> god, my ass is so weird. I can't believe it. It's uh, <laughs> so weird. Oh my god, I'm so quirky. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a rough character. Uh, so they keep walking down the hallway, <laughs> and they walk in on Shinra's fight with Giant Adept. And he's like, go go outside and tell the organizers. Like, someone snuck in here and beat up everyone, and like this isn't part of the uh, training practice. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, we totally got you. Psych! And then they jump into the fight themselves. And he's like, what the fuck did I just tell you? You want all the glory. You want to win the games. Yeah. Well, we're not doing that because we don't work as a team, apparently, teammate. Hey, you see how the guy I'm fighting no. isn't in a fucking uniform? He's not part of this. He's see got all the a fucking bandana. scarves? <laughs> see how he is not the guy we saw earlier that was shown as the Infernal? <laughs> yeah. And the guy is on the floor, unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so when he gets ganked up, Giant Up releases a bunch of ash, and he just kind of like breaks open, I think he has two vials, telling uh, Shinra, uh, if you're going to be a hero, then you can save all these people all at the same time. See you, nerds! And he just kind of disappears. And uh, he still throws up the offer. He's like, hey, if you ever want to change sides and become evil, hit me up. I'm your boy. <laughs> So they're freaking out. Arthur's like, oh, I'll just cut through the roof. But he can't quite make it, so he cuts through. And then the cat girl flies up and hits and they break out through the ceiling. And everyone piles up on uh, Shinra to fly out. And the ash that we saw before, that seemed to go off within seconds of being released, taking a good, good while now to explode, conveniently. And uh, everyone's able to jump on Shinra. And they're able to get the unconscious guys and they're able to fly out. And right as they fly out, it all explodes. It's like, oh, okay, there it is. It was on a timer. <laughs> that delayed Ash. Gotcha. And as they're flying up, the explosion kind of knocks them all apart, and they're falling, and they're like, oh, no, what do we do? And the captain of the first force jumps up and catches the cat girl. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks for saving one of my guys. And he, like, flies back down. And you see uh, Shinra still has the two um, unconscious people with him. And you see Arthur falling by himself. He's like, oh, fuck, what do I do? And we see uh, Company 8 with, uh, like, the sheet at the uh, underneath the building, underneath of him, saying, like, ah, just relax, fall like a hero, and we'll catch you. And he's like, the fuck does fall like a hero? Whatever. <laughs> and he falls into the sheet. And even though they catch him in the sheet, we still see him, like, hit the ground and, like, a bit, like a bunch of rocks and dust flies up. Like, he's still impacted really hard. And he's like, oh, man, thanks for catching me, guys. Like, it would have been a problem if you guys weren't all so strong. And uh, Maki's there. He's like, what do you mean strong? Like, a goddamn gorilla, like, a, a cyclops? And he's like, Whoa, didn't say that. So she's clearly got a hang up about people calling her, like, I guess, strong or muscular. Mm. And then um, we see a uh, force captain says, uh, the yeah, cap- captain of the first company tells Shinra, he's like, hey, you did well for saving everybody. Like, you show a lot of promise, kid. As he walks away, he tells Captain Obi, he's like, ah, oh, you got some good soldiers on your team. And Obi just looks pissed. So it's kind of like, ah, <laughs> tension. Love it. And then we just cut to later that night, they're still at the, like, exercise building, and we see Shinra's all, like, patched up and stuff, and now they're investigating exactly what happened, and Shinra tells Obi, he's like, oh, the man he met inside the, he tells him about the guy inside the building, he talks about, like, all this, 
all the stuff that happened, and he asks about, like, are the special forces hiding anything? Like, are we real legit about just putting out fires, or is there more to it? And Obi's like, yeah, we are fighting fires, and we are fighting infernals, but the special fire forces was founded basically by the church, the army, and the firefighters, essentially. And all the different companies are kind of loyal to different people. It's not all one cohesive unit. Like, they're kind of their own independent companies. So some people answer to the church, some people answer to the, most people answer to, like, the army, and then some people answer to Hajima Industries, which is their sole supplier of all their equipment and gear. So it's kind of like, hmm, maybe the... Love a monopoly. Yeah. Maybe the people that are (laughs) making money off of all these fires don't want these fires to stop anytime soon. Hmm. Like global warming. Hmm. Hmm. Planned obsolescence. And so the fire companies are seen more as, like, rivals rather than, like, united group. So he's like, yeah, I can't super trust everyone, like, except for the people that are in my company. So he said, um, the company 8, the company that they're a part of, was actually created by someone within the organization to investigate other companies, basically. So they're kind of, like, internal affairs and trying to figure out. He's like, I I think somebody inside the special fire force organization knows something about the origins of the infernals and i'm trying to root it out and figure them out and i'm glad you're on my team shinra he's like wink thanks dad and that's that's episode three (laughs) just what firefighters needed cops (laughs) you know how cops and firefighters go so well together they always work they love each other so good uh so yeah that's episode three yeah, and We've that's half of the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you want more episodes, bad news, but you're going to have to wait. So, uh, but yeah, how you guys feeling about fires and anime? It was fine. I was liking it. You were digging oh. it? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it didn't... Uh, uh, I'll say the firefighter angle is doing a lot of heavy lifting for me because it's uh, not mm-hmm. my type of show <laughs> typically. Uh, but yeah, I am liking it. It's fun. It's they don't take it super duper seriously, which is nice. Mm-hmm. How about you, Dana? Yeah, it feels very uh, My Hero Academia esque, which I do mm-hmm. like. But uh, I don't know. There's just something about it that I was just like, this is fine. I guess I don't know why. I, I gotta agree with you, though. I, I Yeah, there wasn't anything I disliked about it, like, strongly, but it was kind of like, there's nothing that made me like it in, immensely. Yeah. I mean, besides Maki, she is the best waifu. But <laughs> besides that, I was uh, there's nothing that really, like, hooked me in. I'm like, oh, boy, I wonder what happens. I'm like, there's probably a company within the organization that knows the origin of Infernals, or, yeah, they're making more to keep the business going, or this or that. Like, it... It nothing felt super unique besides the premise of firefighters. So yeah, I don't know, it, nothing really pulled yeah. me in too deeply. Also, I assume Arthur's his brother. I'm I'm gonna put that out there. Really? Oh, I don't know. of course mm-hmm. the, so? they're gonna establish his like only rival as long lost family. So they patch things up. I would say also he's the only other third generation fire user, which would line up with family stuff. Uh, Tom uh, so is. that's my guess. Tamaki's also a third-generation pyrokinetic. Well, yeah. but, well, and also, uh, isn't she a different uh, house? That or uh, she's in group. In Company One, but she's also in yeah. the opening for the show. So I'm assuming she's going to transfer over at some point. Um, and then uh, Shinra was in the same class as Arthur in the academy. So presumably they're close in age, unless Arthur is like so gifted he was moved up like five years. Because his brother was one years old in the flashbacks, and Shinra was at least like four or five. Like there's a few years difference. So let's just debunk Dugan's theory. I I feel like they're gonna. I don't know. I feel like they'll they'll throw some bullshit at it. I think his brother's gonna be a devil. It's a possibility, but I also, yeah, I feel like he's probably gonna be evil. I feel like that's the move. (laughs) So it's yeah, but yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, it just. Kind of by the books. There's nothing too en- en- engrossing, I guess would be a better word. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strong meh. stuff. <laughs> yeah, a hard it's end. Okay. <laughs> I think this might be the first show that Dugan liked more than either of us, though. 
Um, well, because he likes Zoids? the five well. fighters. Oh. <laughs> so, all right. So we found out if we want to get Dugan invested in an anime, we just have to get a very personal backstory <laughs> yes. for him. <laughs> Something to help me overlook all the stuff I normally don't like. Yeah. yeah. Has your dad ever thought about making anime? Is that going to get you invested? <laughs> we'll, we'll find something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess we we aren't there yet with this one. It's still none new, though. None of us maybe hated it, it so... None yeah, of us hated good. it. Maybe it'll get its footing, and maybe it'll pick up in later episodes, so... Yeah. yeah. Only time may tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what do we have going on next week? Next week is one of my picks, and the last one I did made everyone mad. So this time I'm going in blind and picking something I've never seen before. And it's called Polar Bear Cafe. And if you can yes. get a good idea you can get a good idea what it is from that title. It it seems like just a bunch of animals that work in a cafe and I'm like, done. We're in. This is gonna I'm be a about good one. It. So in. There's like fifty some episodes. Like it's not like a little one off thing. Like it it goes for a while. <laughs> Damn. So Great. I'm kind of curious to see what story they could set up to keep it going. But yeah. I guess we'll find out next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, if you have a show you would like us to watch, you can uh, send us suggestions on social media uh, at Are We There Yet on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also reach us at our email, yet at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen Period Weeaboo and on Twitter at Queen underscore Weeaboo and Queen underscore Weeaboo Art. You can find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I do. And thank you to Camille Rooley for our artwork. And thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories off the album Beats. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Stay cool.